Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. Odal is out with uh, strep throat, and yeah. uh, we can only assume how he got that. Yeah. Uh, can you get strep throat for, like... Fallacia? Yeah. Uh, he can. <laughs> he pulled it off. <laughs> he managed it. Uh, guys, go to Sort of My Brand or our nude news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook and like those. Follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram and subscribe to Sort of My Brand on YouTube. You gotta be listening to this somewhere while here. Why not rate, review, comment, let us know what you think about any of today's stories or, uh, anything that we talk about. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Uh, Travel had a little bit of time off. There, yeah we, yeah, we had episode twenty nine came out, normal show, and then we did um, uh, the Last Jedi, which holy shit, <laughs> I cannot believe how like not in the loop yet, polarized. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet, so no. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I wouldn't anyways for for this podcast, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's just wow, people are just polar. I even like social justice warrior took to Facebook to defend like the last Jedi and all these little parts stand up all night <laughs> refreshing comments there were like... sometimes like not all night but there were sometimes <laughs> I was sitting there for an hour going like that fucker respond that motherfucker what, you, uh, what I'm gonna stick around and see if he does yeah no it was um, the whole I mean there are problems with the film there yeah. are and the more I think about it I, I haven't gotten to see it since it came out but the more I think about it yeah like some of the other stuff stands out but also like some other things just get better the more I think about them the more I elaborate on them yeah I think I'm gonna go into it not really judging it by uh, yeah. what it recycles I'd say but uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna see it as a fresh movie cause I'm not uh, huge on critiquing the Star Wars movies, yeah, except yeah. if it's like um the like one, two, and three has like definitely a different feel than the original. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the prequels are very different, yeah. and that's that's what the Last Jedi kind of does is it tries to like change everything. It's oh. trying to change the Star Wars franchise in a good way, not a bad way. I I see what Ryan Johnson's doing, and it could all be done undone in Episode Nine because. Uh, J.J. Uh, Abrams did episode 7. Ryan Johnson yeah. changed everything with episode 8. And now J.J. <laughs> Abrams is on episode 9. So J.J. <laughs> might be like, you know what? Changing it back. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. might. But you'll like it. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, but yeah, uh, so do you do anything over, over the break? break at all? Um, not, uh, I mean, we had Christmas together. Yeah, yeah we, we <laughs> seen each other on Christmas. Uh, yeah. I finished a couple books and been working on a couple paintings and stuff. I kind I haven't read any comics over uh, the time. Well, I, I'm lying. I, I couldn't <laughs> help it. I picked up a couple, but uh, I finished, uh, I think, The Hitchhiker's Guide and then a sixth book that was written by the guy from yeah. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, you've been, uh, you've been pretty pretty jamming oh. on that series for a while. Yeah, and then I read um like the first Omnibus of Invincible. Yeah, uh, awesome. I don't think it's the omnibus, uh, but it's not. It. It's not a trade either. I really don't like. I'm it's not huge in like the collector's side of comic books. Terminology. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't really uh, delve into that world too much. Like, I mean, I, I obviously know what an omnibus is when I see it. And I know a trade paperback, but yeah, this is some sort of. It's kind of like an in between. Maybe yeah, it was like it was. 14 comics, I think, in it, and it was a. <laughs> It was a good time. I, I, mean, I think usually an omnibus like tries to collect the entire series, oh, and at most there's usually like two or three of them yeah. in volumes because like maybe the series was really huge. But I'm gonna keep going with it because I liked it though. So My... I, can, I didn't really take too much of a break with the reading, so I guess 
it's kind of as, as normal for yeah. me, <laughs> just without recording. Uh, my break was, I was mostly, well, one, like, some of our listeners and some of our fans on Facebook and whatnot might have noticed that the YouTube page is rapidly getting caught up. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. I noticed that myself. I see, <laughs> like, oh, oh, I should yeah. probably share that. I spent a lot of time, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm almost making, like, two uploads a day just trying to get the, the podcast caught up on YouTube so that way we can start hitting all this hard because some stuff's, some stuff's coming. Like, we were just working last night. On some stuff, some yeah. ideas that were kicking around, and uh, but that's, yeah, so. that's some of the stuff I've been doing too in my downtime. Yeah, brewing ideas. But uh, I, I've been doing that, uh, watching a whole lot of TV and movies. Yeah, I watched I, a lot of stuff too. Myself. I started watching Portlandia. That is oh, a yeah. great show. I wanted to get into it. I'll show you an episode after we're done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it's a, a good one. It that is a fun. Ao River. You're going to love that, Chelsea. <laughs> You're going to love it with here. <laughs> no. Uh, trying to get caught up on some movie classics that I, I never got to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now would be the time to bring this up. One of the shows, since we're talking about shows, oh, that yeah, I've watched yeah. is um, Happy. Have you seen Happy yet? No, not yet. Um, uh, where is that? That's is, something we should really cover. Where is that streaming? I saw is it, it on, streaming anywhere? Oh, I saw it on Sci-Fi, but uh, okay. I don't know. Like, yeah, so uh, I don't know where you, you might catch it. Maybe Hulu. Oh, I'll um, have to look into it. I think I heard that it was released on YouTube, even. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh, you wow. might be able to check that out. I don't yeah, know I'll check sure. that out. But no, it, it does look great. Like, it's I mean, amazing. well, one, you, you got, um, oh, God, what is that? It's He's a, a well, Law and Order. It's a, and, it's a comic by uh, Grant Morrison, for those who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read it myself, but I started looking into it, and I want they, to now. They call it the extremely graphic novel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's got, um, it stars uh, Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney, that's yeah, right. As, uh, yeah. yeah, as your deadbeat. What would you call him? He was a former cop. I know that. He was like a legendary cop. Yeah. And now he's a deadbeat okay. who does like all kinds of drugs. He's like and, drunk and yeah. shit. Yeah. Solves crimes for like beer. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. And then um, you have Patton Oswalt doing the voice of yeah, Happy the Imaginary. I love Patton Oswalt. Yeah. I, I can't deny him in anything. But yeah, Patton Oswalt does the voice of uh, Happy the Imaginary Horse mm-hmm. Unicorn. Oh man, it's just awesome. I if saw the trailers it, for it. It's, it's, it's made great. by the guys who did Crank. So it's really fast paced, but it's not as fast paced to where you think you might not like it, like the crank kind of. I, that's kind of how I felt. With I crank enjoyed a the bit. first one. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. Second one's really bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's <a> horrible idea. <laughs> Speaking of something that we we only just heard of, only just found out about. And uh, we're going to do instead of comics because Trav didn't really have much time to prepare for this. I only really had one and it wasn't that important. Out of all the books I read, I'm not like fresh on just one one issue right now. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we thought we'd go ahead and talk about this show. Just came out within the past few days and it's called The End of the Fucking World. And I saw saw the trailer for this, which got me interested. And uh, I think... I think it was... I don't know how I saw this trailer, actually. Uh, maybe Philip DeFranco or something. I know someone had mentioned it, so I checked it out. Right. And when I checked it out, I had no idea it was coming to Netflix. Because it didn't say. And I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, I saw idea. that trailer. There's uh, no stamp on there. Yeah, I had no idea that it, uh, it was going to be a show. I thought it was a movie. So even <laughs> when I made the post advertising yeah, it on SMC, I was like, can't wait to see this film. So it sounded like a fucking idiot. Yeah, but, but, uh, but it came out of nowhere, of man. It came out of nowhere because just like two days after I saw the trailer, which apparently hadn't been out very long, hmm. 
it, it was up on Netflix. I and that's the only reason I found out it was on Netflix, because it popped up yeah. on Netflix. I didn't see any advertisement for it. Uh, I saw it all on Facebook, yeah. the title. But Everybody, this is... Everybody's like, don't watch the whole first season. It's been like 20 minutes into the release. So they, yeah. it's like, hey, just watch the whole thing. And uh, I'm pretty much an expert on it. Now. Right. Well, and that, that was the other thing, because we were talking about this last night when we watched the first episode. We thought it was going to be a, your classic 45-minute mm-hmm. uh, Netflix show. The but, already uh... and everything. Like, there's a whole big deal behind it. Big yeah. story we're not going to go into, but... Yeah, we get we finally sit down to watch it, and it's 17 minutes. Yeah, uh, the first episode <laughs> I think it was like 22. The next episode's like 19 minutes. Yeah, it's it's and it's only eight episodes, so yeah. it's it's a relatively short show. You could bust this out in like an probably. afternoon. It said easy. like two and a half hours, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, apparently this is based off of a graphic novel. Never heard of it before. Yeah. I really we we kind of changed gears here a little last minute, so I didn't really do my research. I don't know who wrote it or who drew it, but uh, I'm just judging from this first episode. I would say check it out. Like like I haven't gotten the whole show yet, but it seems seems like an interesting ride in comic book form. After all, least. I've seen being the uh, first episode, I would like to see. Uh... How they changed it? Yeah. What, what's the original yeah. content? And uh, yeah, to see uh, how, how close is. are they? Yeah, and like, yeah. and that's always fun. Like uh, a lot of people hate it when a graphic novel or or well, when a movie or a TV show like strays away from a graphic novel or something. But uh, Kick Ass was really great. Well, the, the first watching uh, movie. it, uh, watching uh, the first episode of The End of the Fucking World. I didn't get the feeling that it was a comic book thing at yeah. all. It well, still doesn't feel like anything like a comic book, but more of like a like an awkward. Well, we had uh, we had mentioned that like it, it had shade it, bleakness. It, it felt <laughs> like cinematography wise, it felt like Napoleon Dynamite with shades of Edgar Wright in yeah. there. Like and and neither one of these guys we looked it up neither one of these guys had anything to do with the production so uh, yeah. but yeah it's a very interesting style and if you've and if you've seen the trailer then you've already seen the first episode because we only watched that essentially yeah we we figured we watch the first episode we talk about how like it starts out we probably should have watched like another Two. one yeah at least. But uh, get our 45 minutes. Yeah, especially <laughs> since it was only like 22 minutes. So we're going to do spoilers. But so basically you have this kid uh, who is a sociopath and he like you get kind of a recap into the whole where like how he got to this point. And it, it goes pretty quickly, but which is kind of like that Edgar Wright style. Yeah. It was like, to the oh, point. yeah. When the when the little animals are oh. popping into the, the frame. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but also that kind of reminds me like. Uh, in the Edgar Wright movies, he kind of like gives away the whole movie within like the first like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and that's what it is. Like the characters are like dialogue is real quick. Yeah, and it gives you the whole wrap up of we'll, who they are. We'll get we'll get to the dialogue here in a second. But and that's uh, what it happens in the beginning. Yeah. though, is it like his inner monologue is wrapping up who this kid yeah. is. Yeah, and and with the with a kid like this, you you pretty much know like okay, yeah, he was killing animals. Yeah, he has trouble connecting with people. Like we don't need an entire first episode to show us that. Yeah. Like just real quick recap, we get it. He's he wants to be yeah. a serial killer, and that's that's where we really start the show. Is he's decided 
I'm gonna kill someone. And then we meet the other uh the other character, the girl fuck Alisa. Alisa, yes. Um what was the kid's name? What was the boy's name? Mm. He he uh, looks like Colin Hanks. James. It was James. James? Yeah, it was James. So okay, so and then we meet Alisa, and then we kinda go through her recap yeah. like her backstory. Yeah, it starts going through her monologue yeah. and uh like you keep watching it for a couple minutes and it starts tying in at the exact same Yeah point with his monologue yeah it, like his ends and then hers begins <laughs> and then they we come right back to the moment where she says i saw you skate <laughs> your shit your shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we almost thought that off. they were gonna have a, a like inner monologue battle like just yeah. staring at each other real awkwardly because when they finally converge uh she she walks up and set and his inner monologue starts going mm-hmm. and then she says i saw you skate and then her her inner monologue says no it didn't no it didn't. yeah <laughs> and so i feel like we're gonna hear a lot I, more monologue yeah I, I want to apologize for my accent <laughs> it's like i don't know like uh, it's just gonna try to up. do you your british accent my british accent <laughs> <laughs> so they meet and um and then just start hanging out. He said he decides that she would be fun to kill. Yeah, she's the and, one he wants to kill. Yeah, and so he decides the best way to to do it is to get her to fall in love with him, which leads to the best makeout scene of all time. Yeah, where, the, where James is jutting his lips out. He's and... forcefully, yeah, just pushing <laughs> yeah. his face like, without making a kiss face. Yeah, he's trying to. <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to shoot his lips off of his face right. mentally. And uh, and she is like attempting to eat his face. Yeah, doing like a whole car wash around. Yeah. his because neither one of them know what they're doing. Obviously, is what the kids are we... young. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Moonrise Kingdom in a way that the kids are rebellious, but they're still really young and novice. And yeah, they go out to do this adventure. Yeah, this like and so they start right exploring now, This romance. feels like a much more extreme yes. version of, of that. So long story short, uh, well, not really a long story, 22 minute story short, <laughs> uh, they keep, she keeps surprising him and he starts finding that oh. he's having a little more fun than he thought. Yeah. And eventually she gets asked to do something for her mom and then harassed by her stepdad and decides, fuck it, I'm leaving town. I'm done. I hate this place. And she asks him to go uh, Yeah, with she, her. she goes to... Uh, James's house recruits him. He punches his dad in the face. They steal the car and they drive off. And yeah. that's that's our first. Episode. And uh, when she pitches to him uh, that that let's just run away together in his head, he's like, "I've got some time. Yeah. I'm gonna spend some time with her, and then eventually <laughs> yeah. I I will kill her. But I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait a little bit. Like, yeah, because he had the knife under the the pillow. He was ready. Awkwardly to... grabbing it. It's yeah, right. and he he was like <laughs> sitting there contemplating. He was like. I wonder how I should slit her neck right now. And uh, it was like, should I do it from behind or? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I'm just now noticing it's it's the way he's talking about it kind of like sounds like plotting sex. Yeah. But he, what he's talking about is slitting her throat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it it was a really good show, or at least a really good ep- first episode. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm over the moon with this thing yet. It uh, again, the trailer is pretty much the first episode. Yeah, it it's gonna take more than one episode to win me over for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I liked it, but it's not something I'm probably gonna binge right away. Yeah, unless I was a, like avid Netflix user, I probably would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think definitely networks. I think regardless, probably. I'm probably gonna watch the whole thing because i well i try to give a show five episodes before i 
discount it. Like, before I'm like, I'm done. Since this is only eight episodes, they're generally 20 or less minutes. I'm just gonna finish the fucking show. Because by the time by the time I get to episode five, I'm gonna be like, it, it, maybe the show sucks, so I'm gonna be like, oh fuck this, I hate it. But there's only like 45 minutes left to watch. Yeah, really. <laughs> so might as well. yeah, for the rest of the movie, might as well bite the bullet so I can say whether the whole thing sucks or not. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I I would say check it out, give it a try. It's not gonna take up too much of your time. And uh, it's definitely Netflix binge worthy. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you love binging, like you'll you'll get this one done fast. So I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, jump into the news. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, everyone. Right now, it's time for the phone booth news, where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives us about three minutes. 45 seconds and wow we we've got our work cut out for us on this one well i've got my work cut out for me on this i can watch you sweat it i've got what do i have i have um three graphic novels three and one third pages of fucking phone booth news here that's what we get for taking a few weeks off Pretty much skipping December. Hold on, let me get a sip of Java real quick. (laughs) Ground control to Major Tom. Ah, delicious. Is this the earliest recording we've ever had? Yeah, this is the first time we've ever done... Yeah, I'm drinking coffee instead of beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's before noon. (laughs) All right. All right, three, All right, in Sometimes the Internet is Awesome News, a new episode of Superpower Beatdown from Bat in the Sun released featuring Negan fighting the Joker. A five and a half minute concept trailer called The Star Wars was posted to the Dave School YouTube channel and is based off of George Lucas's original script and Ralph McQuarrie's early concept illustrations. In video game news, phone uh, Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon Crystal version <laughs> is coming to the Nintendo eShop on January 26th with modern enhancements and a rumored ability to catch Celebi oh. in-game. Injustice 2's gameplay trailer for the Enchantress is out now, and you could just wait till tomorrow to play it, because that's when the character comes out. <laughs> in comics news, Dick Tracy is making the return to comics on April 11th via Archie Comics Publishing. IDW is launching the Bubba Hotep prequel comic in March titled Bubba Hotep and the Cosmic Bloodsuckers. The wildly <laughs> the wildly inappropriate sexual relationship between Deathstroke and 15-year-old Teen Titan Terra dating back to the Judas Contract story arc from 1984 has finally been retconned in DC's newest issue of Deathstroke number 27. Gail Simone is announced uh, was announced as the writer of the new ongoing series Domino, which goes on sale also on mm-hmm. April 11th. Uh, Thanos' birthday was recently revealed in Thanos number 14. And in movie news, the Slenderman trailer released, and it's as confusing as and ineffectual as you'd expect. Disney CEO Bob Iger says that the future Deadpool films will likely remain R under their ownership. Hugh Jackman also stated that the ship has sailed for him in regards to reprising his role as Wolverine in the MCU. Uh. John Williams recently told Variety that he will be writing the theme for Solo, a Star Wars story, but John Powell will still be writing the main score. The Flash is getting a direct-to-market Lego film, and the trailer for which is out now. Warner Brothers has appointed new line executive Walter Hamada to... uh, to replace, I wrote that wrong, to replace John Berg as co-head uh, of DC Films with Jeff Johns. 
Peter Jackson's new steampunk epic, Mortal Engines, has a teaser trailer out now featuring a mobile version of Paris eating a smaller mobilized city. <laughs> In TV news, the role of Sabrina Spellman has been cast with actress Kiernan Shipka, known for playing Sally Draper in Mad Men. <clears throat> Netflix and DreamWorks <laughs> Animation are teaming up to reboot She-Ra with, uh, with showrunner and co-creator of the comic Lumberjanes, Noelle Stevenson. Amblin TV and Warner Brothers Animation are also joining forces once again with their own reboot for the Animaniacs that includes a two-season commitment with Hulu. The Runaways, The Gifted, and The Punisher have all been renewed for second seasons, with Legion announcing its season two return in April. Mm. Sci-fi Superman prequel Krypton finally has a release date, and the series debuts March 21st with new photos out now. Nice. Colton Hayes is set to return to his role as Arsenal in episode 15 of this season of Arrow. First look images for Black Lightning's Thunder and Titan's Hawk and Dove have released, while Thunder is okay but odd due to the possible bad photoshopping hawk and dove are incredibly comic accurate and serve up a lot of excitement and that is the news 330 wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I stumbled a little bit there too i think i'm getting better at that though yeah. i didn't stumble nearly as much as i normally did and i really butchered I like you fleshed out the words a lot better uh, uh some. replace i wrote r-e-l-a-o-e that is, that is how it says relay. That is how I spelled replace right there. Uh, so that really tripped me up. But yeah, uh, ooh, phone booth news, guys. Wow, like there was there was some cool stuff though that came out. Nothing really like big topic worthy. I love the Lego movies, so obviously the Flash Lego. Well, movie. this is like a direct to DVD type thing. Oh, so it's yeah, like so it's not like Lego a full. Uh, well, it is like a full length film, but it's not going to be in theaters. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is it going to be one of the? Because there's I've watched a ton of the Lego movies. That yeah, aren't yeah, they're, worthy. They're, and they're are, still great. Yeah, those those are like. I don't even think they have their own universe. They're just their own separate things. And which, then you've got the Lego movie universe. Right. Yeah. Which reminds me, I watched um, the Scooby-Doo uh, Lego movie. I can't remember which one it is, if there's multiples of them. But it's where they're at uh, a movie studio. But Matthew Lillard still does the voice for Scooby-Doo. Or not Scooby-Doo, uh, Shaggy, who's the guy who um, played him in the live-action Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting yeah, that they cool. had Matthew Lillard still do it. And I think he did. Uh, he's done more of uh, Shaggy. Well, yeah, I mean, which he is did, amazing. He I did think. a great job in the in the movie. The Scooby Doo yeah, movie is awesome, entirely irredeemable, especially when it comes to their cast. Like, yeah, I didn't know their cast. Who knew we were going to go down this road? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay, guys. So any of those news stories you want to check out, they're they're over on the SMC page, sort of my comics on Facebook. So go over there, give that page a like, and you get regular updates, some news stories daily. And uh, that's going to lead us into a new segment. Uh, I said a while back that if this kept happening, and it all, it's, it's gotten to a point where it's almost every episode we cover something like this, uh, we were going to make a segment out of it. And that new segment is called Fallen Heroes. Shine a little bit of a spotlight on some of the people we have lost recently. Oh. And we lost three over the course of our break. So Gives it a more of a halt. Hall of Fame kind of glow. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it's a little bit more respectful, too. Yeah. Instead of, like, ending our show on, like, a little bit of a payout. You hey, know, this if, is like if a, you're sad enough, go ahead and subscribe to our yeah. show. And I'm yeah, just too sad anymore. Like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love... So this is the, uh, Hall, this is the fa- Hall of Famers. This is our Fallen Heroes segment. Yeah. And uh, first up, we have Fran Hopper. 
Uh, Fran Hopper was one of many women filling in for men who left for World War II and entered the comics industry in 1943 as an artist for Iger Studios and drew stories for Fiction House. She left for Timely Comics, now known as Marvel Comics, and co-created Patsy Walker. With the war over, though, uh, she eventually retired from comics in 1947 to start a family. And uh, she passed away on the 29th of November at the age of 95. Uh, so we lost a little bit of a, uh, I, I don't want to say comics icon or comics legend, but a comics pioneer yeah. for sure. Yeah, She predates Marvel, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Alfie Curtis also uh, passed away. The British actor best known as Dr. Cornelius Everson, uh, the patron in the Moss Eisley Cantina that screwing with Luke. Oh, yeah. Like, it'll be dead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he passed away on Christmas Day, 87. And uh, while he was such a small part of the Star Wars franchise, we're always going to remember that guy. Yeah. We're always going to remember the dude who picked a fight with Luke Skywalker, got his arm cut off by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or no, it was his friend that got his arm cut off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. But hey, they were wanted men. They had the death penalty on 12 systems. <laughs> none of them caught up with him. <laughs> ever. So, life will Remember those a lot better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, and last, uh, actress Heather North, uh, best known for voicing Daphne Blake, passed away on November 30th at the age of 71 in her home following a long illness. Though. Uh, from Scooby-Doo, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, she was... Well, she had a lot of, she was a lot of, she was credited with a lot of on-screen roles, too. Like, she did a lot of different jobs, but uh, mostly she was known for her animated adventures as the enthusiastic but clumsy teen who solved mysteries with Scoob and the gang, so... But yeah, she well she (laughs) she kind of well she played the character for like three decades. So for thirty years, I I think her last movie was Scooby Doo and the Monster of Mexico in two thousand three. That's why I was making like kind of big deal about Matthew Lillard because uh, didn't Casey Kasem do Shaggy forever? Yeah, and now he had passed away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he passed away. Matthew Lillard taking the torch. Kind of. I don't know if he still does, but like he would be a great pick. Yeah, so we lost uh, we lost some pioneers. We lost uh, some people who will remember forever, and uh, we wish their families the best. Yeah, definitely. So we're gonna go ahead and move on from that now and get into our first big story of the show, and that is that the Writers Guild of America West has a problem with the Disney Fox deal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just to give you a little idea of what I'm talking about here, they actually released a statement. They said, This proposed merger of direct competitors will make matters even worse by substantially increasing the market power of a combined Disney-Fox corporation. The antitrust concerns raised by this deal are obvious and significant. The Writers Guild of America West strongly opposes this merger and will work to ensure our nation's antitrust laws are enforced. Actually, they're they're not the first ones to have a problem with this deal. Uh, And I've heard this in some of the podcasts that I've been listening to and stuff. Uh, I think Fat Man on Batman had the best uh, contrast of opinions because Kevin Smith, all for it. Just like Stan Lee. Stan Lee was like, man, this is is great. Uh, In fact, quoting Stan Lee, it's vitally important to have Marvel characters under one roof. 
And I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, we're all excited for this for a specific reason. When you uh, approach it, you go, "Why not?" Yeah, yeah. Why, like, why was not? it never? Yeah. Why was it like this from the beginning? We might there might have never been a potential merger mm. if it hadn't been for this. Uh, I'd say it's only uh, such a mess because it was a big mess where all the characters were everywhere. Well, yeah, big writer nightmare. I, I assume. <laughs> but and... what what the the problem here is, and what a lot of people are are not cool with is that one there's definitely going to be some layoffs like merging these two oh, studios yeah. there's going to be some overlapping jobs and stuff and they're just not going to need everyone so they might we might lose people from disney too some people that are already working for disney right now oh. might get laid off in lieu of someone more qualified from fox or the other way around so people yeah. are going to lose their jobs it's going to make it harder in in the industry to to like get work like that because like okay so like let's say that you're you're qualified for one thing let's say like art is a very specialized like drawing is a very specialized thing and you only have like six or seven people to go to and it's hard enough just to get in the door with these people mm -hmm. and then two of them combine and now you only have the six like, you've got less options now. It would be a little scarier. Yeah. So that's essentially what's happening here is that these these people in these specialized fields are losing one of the places to go because now it's a part of Disney again. Like, uh, it's not eliminating everyone from Fox, but it's it's gonna. Isn't this? Um, I don't know how much uh, Fox had to had to say in it, but isn't it uh, Fox's? Uh, no, no, well, I mean... Wouldn't they have to agree it was, to this was, whole thing? It was the... Well, yeah, it was the owner of Fox. Um, so who are people shitting on, though? Disney well, or Fox? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't think people really know exactly who to shit on directly. I feel like... like not having read it yet, I feel like people are probably going to be shitting on Disney being like, y'all can't own everything. Well, no, yeah, that, that is a big thing because They're a lot gonna... of... Like, oh, my God, I see these, like, Nazi Disney memes all the time oh. it's just it's just ridiculous they're a company i made a good joke but i'm not that uh serious about it i made the joke about uh i wrote a post uh the reason that disney is trying to uh absorb all these other companies is because they're needing enough power to power the walt disney cyber mm -hmm. suit with his frozen head and <laughs> but i wasn't going the nazi route. no yeah <laughs> like that, like people have legitimate ideas that, that this is disney trying to control the world and and they can't like there there Paranoia. are rules here. The reason this isn't like an immediate thing, like the reason this isn't Disney handing over the money and now they have Fox is because there is there are uh, substantial, not le I don't want to say legal problems, but uh, federal concerns, it's and barriers. the federal government has to look into this deal to make sure it's on the level like it's not giving Disney too much power. It's not giving Disney a monopoly and stuff. Sure. So while even if the deal goes through, it's still not Disney controlling the world. Like, you know, no. like, yes, they are, like, narrowing down the options of, of work for people, which which does kind of suck, and giving people, like, one less place to go. Right. But yeah, at the same time, it's it's not as bad as everyone's making it out to be. Like, whatever. Like, with Star Wars, we were just talking, like, everyone's like, oh, it's the worst fucking movie well, ever. God damn it. <laughs> I got Every real reason. passionate just now. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy my comics! <laughs> yeah, well, and then another thing, uh, especially uh, the Writers Guild of America West, like, one of their other concerns is that it's going to make it harder to negotiate for better rates and working conditions with less people at the table to discuss yeah. it with. Like, so, 
that's that's another concern is uh, the unions, the actors' um, unions and stuff. Yeah. Going into that world after like reading like enough, uh, like I've read a couple. Uh, I just read the Bruce Campbell autobiography not too long ago, but I've listened to a ton of actors and writers and directors lately uh, over the past month actually. So that's one of the things I've been doing, and one of the main things going into the entertainment business like that is it's not for sure. So if those people are really yeah. scared of losing their jobs, it's always been that way. Well, kind of. It's not as such immediate. It yeah, hasn't always been as immediate, but yes if they no. want that part, they better but beat you, their game you also got to think. Uh, you also got to think of what we're talking about here. And we're they, not talking about they, like some small studio yeah. that got bought up. We're talking about fucking Fo- who knew Fox was gonna get absorbed yeah. into Disney? Like, and it's again, you know, granted, it's a it's a big business, and uh, a lot of um movies, shows, and all that like pride themselves at the end of the credits, like this supplied this many jobs. So I, you know, yeah. I, I'm like. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it is one of those like you know nothing's forever and and yeah. inherently definite you know who knows Disney could make a wrong step in the next ten years and start going way downhill. Yeah, yeah we can see know. all this devolve dissolve eventually. Yeah, uh, and what I, what I think is a little humorous here is all we wanted was the Marvel movie. All we wanted was X Men characters, man. Yeah, all we wanted was X Men and Fantastic, but we didn't, we didn't ask you to buy the damn company. We just wanted the rights man we just wanted you guys to make the opening negotiations were probably just for the marble properties and then disney started going oh, they got die hard over there let's see, let's see what else they got that was the... and they started pulling through the catalog and like we gotta make these moves <laughs> right. that like, was the deal breaker and then yeah then that's when that's when it went off the rails and Fucking Disney's eyes got wider than its mouth. Well, no, because its mouth is pretty damn big. They're rich as fuck. So that's Disney. That's Disney money, man. So that's that's the. I think that's like the second largest deal. I think Time Warner buying AOL for a hundred and sixty-five billion dollars was the biggest one, and this was like sixty-five billion dollars. Which is funny because they only paid George Lucas four billion for the Star Wars franchise, and they've already made five billion off of that. I can't remember who it was, and uh, if you if you know it, tell me. But didn't Arby's buy something out for like a few billion, and everybody was like, "Where the fuck did Arby's get a billion dollars?" Like, <laughs> no, I don't remember that. But that's, Arby's that's hilarious. Uh, absorbed some other company. And I believe it. I love Arby's. Yeah, I do too. This show isn't about Arby's. <laughs> no, brought to you by Arby's. But yeah, so that's Not that's pretty much where we're standing with that deal. Honestly, I don't think I don't like a big deal like the Writers Guild of America getting involved is is a little bit of a hiccup, but I don't think it'll kill the deal. I think if anything, it'll probably mean that some provisions will have to be made in order to ensure that I don't think they'll save every job, but maybe by making a fuss, they'll be able to make a few more seats available so not everyone's getting laid off and the stuff. Way to, the only way to justify it is not, yeah. not everything in that business is forever. And I mean, we're, ta- we're talking about Disney. They're Hopefully. a smart company. They wouldn't have entered into a deal that they thought was going to get shot down by the federal government. They, they've they probably minded their P's and Q's as much as they can. I assume they have scientists working on this. <laughs> just working on the pitch. like Not only lawyers, but scientists who have law degrees. Right. They have like the next three years of like consequences planned out like this is what's gonna happen <laughs> like, you've got one 
one scientist There's ever. A he's got like a beaker and he's like <laughs> dipping the contract in and it comes out and it's blue and, it, and he looks over and he shakes his head no. They got their own lab. Yeah, they've got their own science law lab. No, it, I like I may have sounded like a stickler, but hey, no, yeah. that does suck for all these. Yeah, it's it sucks, but it, you know, for people like us, like we're not in the industry yet. So we're we're seeing it from the fans' point of view. From our point of view, I want Disney to have all these properties because they're gonna make them better. It's gonna make going to the movies more yeah, fun. It's gonna be watching these shows. Is gonna wish be they more never fun. did that other stuff with buying the whole company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they shouldn't That's have done that. They I mean, should have just got the rights to the Marvel franchises and Die Hard. That's all you need. That's all you need, <laughs> Disney. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, so that's going to lead us into our last story here of the day, and uh, that is that Marvel is launching a create-your-own-comics platform. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about this last night, and you, you mapped out a little idea that you had for me, and I told you... Uh, that was actually a random one. I, uh, that was a random idea for a comic I had a couple Well, I, I told you, wait until you, you're going to be a little surprised. By, by the time we get to that. So I'm going to go ahead and go over my notes here that I made. Gotcha. Because while there's no release date yet for when you can take control of your favorite Marvel characters, uh, there are some really odd restrictions. I did read those. Yeah. yeah um, one, it's region specific to writers only physically located in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Singapore. Yeah. Which is weird which, that the UK an, isn't in there. Yeah, yeah it's an internet access based... Uh, approach really. yeah yeah so anywhere you can get online you should be able to use it well uh, we uh, we don't know exactly how like they've got a website set up and you can you can go there and sign up for for the updates i guess maybe it's all a matter of like simple like well we couldn't like change the website into this yeah. language so well, we're not gonna do it if, if i had to guess <laughs> i'm thinking it's gonna be some sort of program they're gonna release you're gonna have to That's sign cool. up for it and then like yeah. they'll check for that region specific stuff and all that I was want, well they may not put out a program if they're what like if they assume people should already own their own and that you can pitch your own stuff using the program you yeah. already have but if they put out a program, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, like that's that. where I would hope it is. But it, I mean, it also could easily just be a website. Yeah. You can also not use any obscenities or bad and offensive language, which makes sense. Like that's that's fine. <laughs> but what doesn't make sense is that you can't use proxies like the classic at symbol hashtag dollar sign oh, percentage yeah. exclamation mark. Keyword Marvel uses words. that in their comics to this day. Like people yeah. use that. Like. So why can't you at least? I use think that they proxy? don't want uh, fans that use their own discretion. Like hey, they I, might not use it very. I well. understand that, but like, like you're taking away just the one thing that allows people to say like shit and fuck basically in their in their comics. Yeah. And that's weird, like, cause you use that Marvel. Why are you taking a stance here? <laughs> when I was reading uh, someone's review on the requirements for this, uh, they're like, well. We're probably not going to see any Deadpool submissions. Yeah. Well, because also prohibited are double entendres, amusement parks other than Disney, uh, killer bees, guns, death, or other controversial topics, including social issues. Killer bees. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's talk about killer bees. Why so specifically? Killer bees in your statement. I know at least a hundred deadlier animals. Yeah, like, well, okay, uh, all right, you get killer bees together and okay. killer bees swarm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, you equally, on the same level, don't want to run into a bear. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, okay, so you're saying it's cool to use a bear, but not killer bees. I don't know. Because you can live through that. Nobody says that the killer bees have to kill. Yeah. But at the same time, why is death off the table? I Marvel assume... kills characters all the time yeah, and s- then consistently brings them back. That is true. I assume the uh, killer bees is up to... You know how something's only a law because something has happened? Yeah. <laughs> I assume something with these killer bees has happened where it's like <laughs> a strict law. Either Disney's yeah. against it or not. Yeah, maybe Disney. Maybe it. Disney is maybe like, we, we take a firm stance on killer bees. When we started this company, we swore we would never let killer bees <laughs> into our productions. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's the rest of the stuff that doesn't like controversial topics and social issues. Okay, I can get like maybe controversial no, like, political stuff. Like you can't make your character like you hey, can't you can't turn Gwenpool into a Nazi. Yeah, but. Social issues, like that's that's too much. Right, that's like, too much uh, of a stance. Like, like racism, like racism, and like poverty and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's because, what makes a character. Well, that can also make <laughs> a great story. You can yeah. Put a positive message in it. Like you get like this really great outcome. It's in the relatable. End, it's it's uh, a voice of change, and we need to do more and stuff like that. Yeah. So essentially, what I what I'm getting here is that they're only really letting you make like your basic copy and paste like nine-year-olds fantasy that's what i was gonna say it yeah. seems like a kitty project yeah it, like, it seems like a, a child yeah. playing with their toys there's gonna be like it. a age restriction it's like between nine to 17 or something not even 17 <laughs> yeah. it's like nine to 15 yeah write us a comic book it sounds use it, your crayons it sounds too stripped down to really have a lot of fun with i mean if, if you're creative enough i'm sure you can find a way to make a great story out of this and what i'm thinking is that what they're trying to do, it, like, I don't know, like, maybe turn it into a contest or something. I think they're trying to strip mine for ideas. Because That's what I think. Marvel has been really, really stale lately. It's not like every book has been terrible. Like, the whole Captain America going to Hydra. Yeah, um, that was wild. Yeah, Secret Empire was great. But yeah, so I think that's just what it is, is they're, uh, they're just trying to strip mine and, uh, and, and get some new ideas. And it's probably like... Okay, they get, uh, you know, tons of writers and everything. Well, I, I wouldn't say tons. They get handfuls of writers. And, um, you know, they have to pay them. So they're going <laughs> to find a way to, like, how can we get more ideas and more writers without actually having to pay people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're going to be brewing all kinds of all kinds of trails of stories without having to... Which sucks, because when I first saw this, like, before I had read the article and everything, when I first saw this, I was like, wow, that is an amazingly cool idea. Yeah. Way to go, Marvel. And after I read the article, I started thinking about it. I'm like, Marvel, you devious bastard. Right. I feel like <laughs> so many uh, shit stories are going to make it. Which, I yeah, guess they wouldn't, they wouldn't be shit stories, but they will be, you know, your those PG requirements... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, to preference this, uh, like, and anybody it's not that it. everything that Marvel is putting out is bad. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man's still doing well. You know, I've heard I read, good things about that. And uh, I read the Thor. Star Wars. Yeah, I, Thor, especially right now, I think they're about to kill Lady Thor, and right. but they're doing it like a drawn-out story. Like, it's supposed to be really And good. Iron Man's wasn't too bad not too long ago, wasn't it? Uh, well before Civil War started. Oh. And then there's uh, there's another one that's doing real well, too. I, I thought Gwenpool was great, and that they're canceling yeah. that in March. What? Yeah, that's getting canceled in March. That, 
book isn't even very far, is it? Like, no, what, like, like 30? Uh, 20 some odd issues. Yeah, oh, jeez. Say. Yeah, it's probably, probably going to make fucking 30. Bummer, man. It. But I don't think, I, don't know, I think they're just running out of ideas for the character, which is why I think they put her front and center on the website. When you go to the website and you, you can sign up for regular updates, you put in your yeah. email and they'll, they'll okay. send you updates on the progress of the program or whatever the hell it is they're doing. You can, you can see Gwenpool right out in front dabbing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They made her, they made Is that Gwenpool kind of like dabbing. her outro? Is that what that is? Nope. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen her do it in the comic. No, not not that, but I mean, like, for some reason, I, I see that symbol of that dance when you see just a picture of it. It's kind of like a, like, see you later. I don't know why I get that feeling, I but, like, know. if they use that to represent her leaving on the page. <laughs> call, me, like, call me old, I don't care, but every time I see that, I'm like, you goddamn kids. It's <laughs> like the, the number one feeling I get Don't from bring dabbing. that shit to me. To me, <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, a lot of a lot of stories are gonna make it. I bet, uh, yeah, people probably won't be able to use Gwenpool. She, well, she wasn't that bad. Well, she was killing people at first. Oh, yeah, she, she stopped killing, killing people. people. But like, I think she's still usable. But you, you're the artist here. Right. You're the you're the one out of the two of us who more like more than likely be in the comics industry. What would you do with this program? Uh, well, one of my longtime goals. I stated that one of the things I would like to do is do a Spider-Man comic yeah. because yeah, I feel like it's uh I I have the most fun with the story. You got a lot. Of, you got a lot of competition for that one. Everyone yeah. wants to do Spider-Man. Yeah, everybody probably wants a piece of that. <laughs> but um, I have one of my most exciting story ideas is actually an Iron Man story. Yeah, this is the one you were telling me about last yeah. night, and it's not uh completely fleshed out. It, it's just something that I've been thinking about so much. So this is how it would go. Some uh, organization locks up the Iron Man suit on Tony Stark while he's in it. They lock it up somehow. He can't get out, and they're like, fuck it. We're going to control the suit with you in it, whether you like it or not. Uh, it goes on for decades, and he dies in the suit, but nobody knows it till the end of the story. Yeah. At some point where the villain that's controlling the suit has him get into some sort of uh, conflict with an Avenger, maybe? Like yeah. uh, Captain America or uh, like the Hulk, I think, would be cool. And in a final battle, maybe the Hulk smashes into the suit. It's cracked open. And you finally see the skeleton of Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit. And they're like, wow. You know, yeah. nobody expected this. I, I, I have a few notes. Some of these are the notes uh, that I gave you last night. Uh, I have, I have a couple notes on it though, because I mean, just knowing the the Iron Man character and stuff uh, from where I've I've read him. Well, after the movie, I started reading a few of the older stories. I'm not going to claim to be the, like this huge Iron Man fan. The Iron Man over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Iron Man over here, <laughs> like number one fan. But uh, no, so like I, I didn't really give a shit until after the movies. Uh, but I did start checking out a few things. Iron Man's never really been the the kind of like patroller, like yeah. going to save a cat out of a tree, stop a mugger, like not your Superman. I mean, type. if he was walking down the street and he saw a mugger, yeah. Yeah, he'd probably suit up me like fuck you or right. have some sort of like miniature personal device and like blast him real quick but uh yeah he doesn't go out and patrolling or anything like that but i just now had an idea like mm -hmm. of who the hackers could be because i had no idea last night because right. we were saying like some organization i figured it could be new wakanda or... 
is the okay. most technologically advanced city in the Marvel universe on Earth right. in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So what if this like small band of Wakandan terrorists decide that they're gonna do something to change the outside world, like Wakanda forever. They want Wakanda to take over the world and they're gonna try and spark this revolution by manipulating Iron Man. So but in order to do that, I think like they, I was they, telling they you, just want the suit or something instead. First, well, like, well, they would want to like tear down because or like, have him work for it. Yeah, because like I said uh, last night, like this would have to be like a one shot or like yeah. a uh, mini series or something that takes place way back early in Iron Man's career. Because right now he has the extremist armor. I don't believe anyone's hacking into and that. And he dies in it, so yeah. it has to be that's be. One it shot. would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be. Uh, uh, like to lock him in it would have to be a suit that's not built into his body so it would have to be an early suit that he has to get in and out yeah. of and so they do this and they they pose as iron man basically cutting off communication so we and can't they're, talk yeah to they're like the man behind yeah. the mask this would so have they're to never be, seen yeah this would really. have to be before he uploads ai into the thing and stuff oh, yeah. so like real early in iron man's career and so they've taken over the suit and they're making him go and do these heroic acts or something. Maybe they stage something for Iron Man to go fight and they make Iron Man go fight it and he wins and everything. But they start using this influence of him becoming, they start making him a bigger and bigger hero mm -hmm. and using this influence and then use that somehow to turn people on America or turn people on the Avengers or something. And then that's what happens. That's why they end up fighting. And then that's when they break up in the suit. And it's maybe it's not been decades. Maybe it's like been a year or something. Uh, it, it'll only take Long a few enough. Yeah. It'll only take a few weeks to kill Tony Stark, but yeah. yeah. And then that's when the suit gets busted open and they're horrified. Honest, I gotta you know? see, I gotta do research on to see how, uh, yeah. how long it takes to make a skeleton. So <laughs> yeah. well, you also gotta think like he's not I decomposing on the ground. He's decomposing in a metal can. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I just thought about the decomposition process because like it's a gruesome he's gonna, morbid he's story. gonna bloat and the fucking smells and juices and everything are gonna be like while you, the suits moving and you crap yourself and... when you die too so that's gonna be in there like holy shit yeah i assume it's gonna be like very like it's, it's gonna, gonna be a it's gonna have a very musk to it but by the time it's cracked open it's when the they skeleton with some like yeah. debris around i don't, it, I don't know dusted. i think it should be like i think it should be horrific like I think they should, and then the story doesn't even just end there because they gotta figure out what's going on. Well, like, yeah. I had an idea while you're uh, brewing those <laughs> as well. Um, it would have to have some sort of a uh, way for Tony Stark to um, still like when they first take control of the suit. Mm -hmm. I I would want there to be somewhere that uh, still a jar an AI system yeah. that way he can. I want him to have some final moments that are flashing throughout the comic. Without you knowing where they fit in, maybe, maybe so he, he his final like, moments are like playing at the very beginning yeah. and in the middle, and then at the end you realize that it was all taking place years ago. Those final moments of his, yeah. and then it like uh, after they crack open the suit, we see one more of his uh, like final like moments. It would have to be like something recorded by like Jar. Like maybe there's like some sort of contingency plan. Or whatever, right. like he he has is like some in the suit, some built in, or like maybe just in like his uh, overall pro. Like maybe if he hasn't been in contact for so long, 
there's like a shutdown protocol. He set it up yeah. in case he ever, you know, ends up in a situation. You know, yeah, like that. maybe. Yeah, because uh, again, I like w- having AI in the suit. I feel would be counterproductive to, to the, the terrorists. terrorists. Yeah, yeah, it would make it too easy to defeat the terrorists unless they're smarter. He needs to be a lesser-known hero at this point, so that way he can rise to those levels. Because right now, Tony Stark is not the world's like favorite hero. Like yeah. he's well known and popular amongst some, but he's kind of an asshole. He's yeah. fucked up a lot of shit. <laughs> Tony oh, yeah. Stark is a shitty dude in a lot of respects. So this has to be like early Iron Man, so they can rise him up to those epic hero levels. Like, cause he's got to outshine Captain America. So yeah, I think I think you're onto something there. Somebody's likely going to steal that. That is our intellectual property. We're, we're stating right here. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Dead Iron I mean, Man. Story. And that's the thing. Why, like, Been thinking of titles. Doesn't too. necessarily <laughs> have to be Iron Man. Doesn't have to be the Marvel. Maybe create your own characters. That's true. I could go completely. Make it a whole route. graphic novel. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's all. We're, we're coming in, like, at a good time here. And it, like, it, Maybe it's because we cut out comics. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, uh, yeah. just talking about comics stuff in general, I guess, fills up that. But So nothing else uh, came across your plate? Uh, not that I can think of. There, I know I came across all kinds of stuff over the past month, but uh, yeah. it's breezed by. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been doing too much either. Just uh, like nothing like big topic worthy. I started it, playing Jade Empire for the original Xbox. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Came, if, uh, came suggested to me by a good buddy, Mark Jenkins, oh, yeah. who was on Serious Shit once. So. Yeah, I still gotta listen to this. Yeah, you still gotta start listening to our, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in be, fact, um... Be nice if you listened in. Yeah, I listened to uh, I listened to the Nerdist a good bit, but I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not here to freaking talk about that. I listen to the Nerdist, I listen to a 10-minute podcast. Oh, what? Serious Shit? That show I'm on? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, that <laughs> I've one, never yeah. listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh... Reminds me of, if anybody, if anybody hasn't uh, listened to that uh, Futurama episode. Oh, though. the radio play we talked about oh, you a few did? episodes back. Yeah, well, we, it was yes. in an uh, episode of, uh, or it was in Phone Booth News. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. and, and here's me to reinforce it. I, yeah. I recently uh, listened to it like three nights ago, and if anybody hasn't heard and they're a big yeah. fan of it, they should check it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I listened to that a few months back. It is really fun. self I got someone who doesn't even listen to podcasts to listen to it because it's Futurama. Yeah. I was like, this is the next episode. This is what you're Yeah, if, get. if you like Futurama, you're, you are going to love this. It, and it's all original voice cast and everything. And you, you get you Chris Hardwick as well as a character. Yes, he was. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was the villain. Chris Hardwick was in there. And uh, yeah, all the dialogue was still great. I think they made jokes <laughs> about the writers for that specific thing they yeah. talk about how in all my circuits somebody's talking about uh how they fire riders and stuff all the time it's fine yeah and i think they're probably working oh you mean with... calculon yes yeah calculon. and uh yeah. yeah i think they were working with uh new riders for that uh podcast <laughs> yeah. is what it was yeah <laughs> uh, well i mean it's also just a joke on the industry because yeah they, like writers yeah. are one of the least respected people yeah. Like in the industry, unless you make a name for yourself and then you write something. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I've been getting a lot more into podcasts lately. Yeah. <laughs> Besides our own. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've I've got a, a steady amount of podcast. I don't, I don't feel like branching out right now. Like it's hard enough to keep up with what I do. Then uh, uh, some of those shows we were talking about. If we ever get a chance, we should 
totally do a happy episode. I yeah, think. yeah, because uh, you were telling me a little earlier that you wanted, like, you really wanted to talk about happy, and yeah, uh, yeah you would think that I'd I'd have seen it by now, but no, uh, I haven't. Yeah, a random friend of mine who I don't uh, think really has like he never comes to me with anything comic book, but he is like as soon as he sees me, he talks about happy. It just so happened that I had kind of randomly seen it one late one night and i saw the trailer i was like oh this is awesome well, so like, i go and check out the facebook page i was like yeah, this is more awesome and i started looking at everything for happy yeah that night i started going on a spree before i even seen the show yeah. and i finally seen the show and it did not disappoint yeah that's what that's what drives me nuts about people's perception of comic books look a lot of these shows and movies do not branch too far from the product yeah so you could have been enjoying this Forever ago, yeah. if you just looked into it, comic books are like films and television. There, there are any number of different genres and sorts. It's not all superheroes. It's not all kid-like fantasy. Yeah. Like, there's tons of shit out there. There is a comic book for everyone. Yeah, like oh, yeah. oh, you know, we both watched tons of movies, tons of shows, and all that. Read tons of uh, regular books and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Uh, if you're looking to like fill an entertainment hole, like if you you run out of a show to binge, yeah. I pick up a comic book because if if I have a whole stack of them, like a whole story, it's just as good to burn through a whole story. Yeah, like or it, like uh, the Invincible uh, book that I just read. Yeah, that kept me hooked. I read it all in one night. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the other thing is if. You get visuals with your dialogue and all that. If you if you feel like oh it's like fifteen issues in, don't worry. They make collected editions. Like yeah. you, you can get caught up. It's not like the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, it always drives me nuts. Like people's excuses for comic books. Like just say that you don't want to read them. Don't be like, well, wish wish I could, but you know, this is no. Those are the people who usually don't really read in general. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to have a read readers enthusiasm anyways i guess yeah well a lot i i find it way easier to get excited about comic books than i do actual novels and i'll I'll read Uh, i'm reading uh ready player one right now so that's something i want to borrow from you yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i recently burned through a bunch of so you created a wormhole the time traveler's guide to time travel (laughs) which is a part of my uh my survival guide collection Oh, yeah, you do have that survival guide. Yeah, I have uh, the time travel survival guide and the zombie survival guide. And my my next one was going to be the Sharknado survival guide. Oh, my God. After I heard about it. And uh, there's plenty more for me to add. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I told everyone this Christmas that, like, I was like, you're going to get me anything? Get me Star Wars novels. Get me Star Wars novels. I didn't get a single Star Wars novel. Oh, yeah. I like True. this. Don't get me wrong. I sleep with that blanket that mom got me every night. Like, I've eaten the shit out of those Oreos. All Odell got me was this really bitchin' Superman statue. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Actually, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, unfortunately, the cape broke off in the packaging oh, or man. something, but I bought some super glue. It's it's all good to go now. But no, I didn't get a single Star Wars novel, and there's so many now. Oh, my God. I gotta check them out. The Aftermath trilogy is what I really want to read. Like, that's some, like... Like, for anyone of a fan of the original trilogy who really wants to know how that goes, Han and Leia get married in it. Like, there's a ceremony sometime after Return of the Jedi. There's so many holes that get filled and stuff. It's supposed right. to be great. Aftermath trilogy is really what I want to read, like, Definitely. up front. And I also really want to read the Ahsoka no. Oh yeah, but I there's a ton about of that one. There's a Phasma one, like it, for people who are like, oh, there wasn't a Phasma in, in the two are. movies. There's a comic book, and there's a 
there's a comic book, and then there's uh, I think the novel is set before oh. the Force Awakens. The comic book is set in between Force Awakens and uh, Last Jedi. That'd so. be a pretty cool pickup there. Yeah. Speaking of the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, there's notes on that. Huh? Uh, speaking of the Last Jedi, check out the Last Jedi review we did. That's our last episode of Sort of My Podcast before we uh, went on break. And uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel, Sort of My Brand. We've talked about it a couple times this episode. And uh, go over there, subscribe, check out some of our stuff. Because once we get everything caught up, that's when we, we already wrote two new skits last night. We wrote a <laughs> skit and the sequel to that skit. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've got some ideas, some stuff's coming up. This month, you can also probably expect a new episode of Alpha's Unboxing a month late. From when he should have done it. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah, me and him talked about that last night. Like, uh, those aren't going to be live anymore. We're not going to... He's not going to do them live. It'll give him more incentive to do the episode as soon as the box comes in. It'll give me a small window to edit, but editing's not too much of a chore on there. But it'll also up the quality, because I noticed that two episodes that he and I recorded that weren't live were, like, look way better than the shit I have to download from our Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, new Alphas unboxing should be coming up. Guys, we said at the beginning, like, comment, follow, all that stuff, various social medias. It's groupie. also down in the description. So, uh, <laughs> what do we call our groupies? Uh, what do we call the fans of an SMP? Uh, uh, shit, I don't know. Sort of my fans. Sort of my fans? We call them... Uh, sort of my followers? Shit, I feel like we should come up with some sort of, like, combination pun from sort of something... Sortomites? Oh, we call them yeah. Sortomites. Yeah. Coins. All you Sortomites out there. There we go. <laughs> yeah. All you Sortomites out there. Like, Been there, coin that. Comment. <laughs> comment on the podcast of like what we were talking about. Get in on the conversation. Who knows? That could lead to us like responding to you in the next episode. I don't know. Uh, you know. Do, do you have any questions for us? Like, what are your thoughts? Follow through yeah. and look with uh, look up some of those topics. Like, if if the Marvel comic page gets published soon enough. If you got ideas and you've done one, send yeah. that to us. Yeah, us. okay. Here we go. Maybe at the end of each episode, we'll give them a uh, what's your, like, we'll give them a specific question to comment down below. Oh, and yeah. Like, you know, maybe I'll give them an incentive to comic. So, yeah, what are your comic book ideas given the parameters that Marvel have set for this thing? So, you got to follow the rules that yeah. we pointed out in that segment. Uh, but yeah, what are your, your comic book ideas? What would you do with this program? Yeah. All right, guys, that, that's going to do it for us. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. And play that, oh, we don't have a clever thing. Play that Sodomite's favorite outro music. Sure. That was pretty good. <laughs> no, that was bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>